You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back, listeners. As we get started with this topic of the episode, think about when your parents talk to you about sexuality. And remember either the cringy or the beautiful or even silent moments that may have occurred in all those discussions and talks. Or maybe the talk didn't happen. Maybe the talk didn't happen. Silence, you know? And we want to talk today about why it's important to forgive our parents for the job they did, whether that was perfect, well, nobody's perfect, no, no one can do a perfect job. So whether that was a really good job or less than stellar job surrounding topics like sexuality. But today we wanna to talk about why forgiveness, no matter how well our parents did around these things, is important. And today we are joining in with our Reach 10 director and podcast founder, Vana Davis, she is going to help lead us in this discussion. We are so happy to finally introduce our listeners to Vana. It's good to be with you guys. I've been listening in on every podcast episode, and now I have to talk. <laughs> I get to talk. <laughs> and it's been fun to watch this grow. But as a parent, and I am a parent, and my husband and I have four millennial children, and they are now... 27 through 35. We had two sons and two daughters. And, you know, so we just went through all the stuff from the other side that you guys have gone through, like with your parents. So I thought this is a good chance for us to come together and maybe share both sides. Yes, I am so excited about this episode. First of all, because Vana is one of my most favorite people in the whole world. And you all need to know that because she truly is amazing. She has single-handedly kept Reach 10 alive for the last couple years and really has helped so many people have a voice who didn't have a voice before. And, and Vana is, you are such a great example to me of compassion, of love, of faith, and of forgiveness. And I'm just so grateful for you. So I'm oh, so thanks. excited for you to share <laughs> them with us. Yeah. And And I think this topic is so important because our parents are imperfect. And as we become adults, we start realizing that our parents are so imperfect. And it's sometimes so hard (laughs) to bridge that gap. So Vana, what has your experience been on the other side as a parent? Mm -hmm. So our experience is like a lot of parents. In fact, so preparing for this, I went and actually talked to my grown-up kids <laughs> to like get their take on it, even though I already knew pretty well like what happened back in the day. So my kids remember that we just had a few formal talks about sex. And they, at this point, don't remember very many specifics of what we actually talked about, which is... That's why you need to have regular ongoing conversations. Like it's not something they pick up in one or two talks, right? They all felt too uncomfortable to ask questions. I don't remember any of them ever asking me any questions. 
And one of them said, yeah, I had questions and then I was too afraid to Google the answers because I didn't know what I'd get. So there was really nowhere to go. They heard things in sex ed at school or from their friends, or they heard jokes or they heard words they didn't know and they didn't understand what they meant. And that made them feel naive or, you know, kind of out of touch. And then they got this message, don't look at pornography or you'll be doing something really bad. And so I've heard the exact same stories from lots of other young adults. So I know that this is a super common experience. I wish I could say, hey, we're the ideal family. We'll tell you how it's done. But sometimes I think, what, what am I even doing? Like, I can't tell you that we did it perfectly, but who knows better than I do and my family what the experience of most families has been like. You know, we know what happens. So I don't know. What do you guys think about the way it went in your, your homes? I definitely relate to what you just said with your kids' feedback. I literally don't remember what we talked about, but I remember feeling super awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember <laughs> wanting to leave the room as soon as possible. I also remember my sister. She's way more outspoken in some ways than I am, and she was willing to ask questions, and I was mortified that she would dare ask a question. <laughs> It's like, we don't ask those kind of questions. And so I definitely relate to that where I wasn't going to Google it. I felt naive. I felt like I didn't really know anything, even though I think my mom thought I knew everything. I did not understand Mm -hmm. anything that we talked about, nor did I remember it. And I felt that way for a long time. I also felt so stuck and naive that I was nervous to educate myself. Mm Mm-hmm. I knew and had seen the effects of pornography and I did not want to get close to it at all. And so I pushed all of that away Mm -hmm. and I don't think that was very helpful. (laughs) And that was just my reaction to it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And kids are all different. So when I look back, they were all different and they had a little bit different reactions to all of this. And I wonder, you know, looking back, not only did your parents have their ways, but could any of you think back and think, oh, maybe I was a little bit of a part of the problem (laughs) the way I responded? Because, you know, when kids don't talk back or they act embarrassed, like the parents are already on edge and they're trying to figure out if they're doing the right thing and that can shut parents down. And I'm not that is not about blaming. I'm just saying there's this dynamic going on. And as observers, you know, we can look back at the past and say maybe everybody in the story had a role to play. You know? Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Relationships involve more than one person. Yeah. I definitely agree that it goes both ways. As, as far as I go, I think I was a pretty reserved type child. And I think if there was going to be opportunity for conversations, my parents may at times have felt, you know, closed off from me because maybe I wasn't very open myself. And mm-hmm. maybe they took that as, oh, we don't want to pressure him or, or break him or something. So it definitely is a relationship and it's different for each parent and child. Right. Yeah. I think something else that I've realized as I've grown up, and I'm not always perfect at this, and I wish that I remembered this more often, is that my parents did the best they could, period. For sure. Yeah. And, and I think that that statement can be taken to an extreme in like justifying people's behavior. And I don't mean to do that in this sense, but it helps me to come to more of a place of compassion to remember that they maybe didn't have the best modeling of that conversation from their family of origin. 
and they maybe had things going on in their relationship that were hard and difficult and they didn't want to have us repeat that pattern and and many different there's many different dynamics that are playing into this and and why maybe they didn't help me the way I wanted to be helped and and that has helped me to maybe forgive the awkwardness that I felt of the past yeah and when we say that parents did the best they knew at the time for sure we're not talking about parents who actually abused their kids there's you know some families that goes on we're just we're talking about the parents who were just, they were unprepared, they were clueless, and they were scared. <laughs> and Oh, and then we throw yeah. in the internet to them. Oh, next, yeah. Right? Like, and that they did, all had no idea what was coming <laughs> at all, what was, yeah. was going to happen. You know, they did, like you mentioned, parents just passed on the lack of information and the shame that they inherited. And if you asked your parents, I'll bet that they would say that they actually talked to you more about sex than their own parents did to them. It would be an interesting conversation anyway. <laughs> totally. And I think definitely what parent, our parents and our parents before them as well were taught and the culture was simply to never discuss sexuality. And mm-hmm. that's just the way you kind of solve the problem. That's, that's the way you help your kids. If you don't want your kids to be sexually promiscuous or if you want to help them make good sexual decisions, you simply don't talk about it because talking right. about it opens up uh, Pandora's box and all of a sudden they get interested. All of a sudden they get all these questions. All of a sudden they start looking for opportunities to Mm -hmm. uh, express themselves sexually at a, maybe at an improper time. Uh, But I think what we've come to realize through research and time is that discussing these topics does not open Pandora's box. It, It actually educates and empowers and pre-arms children because especially now in the digital age where you can't go anywhere without seeing somebody half naked or you can't uh, you know go to school and not hear about these things there's no opportunity to remain silent but that's what parents thought was the best thing to do for a long long time right we thought we were protecting our kids Mm -hmm. from curiosity for things that maybe they weren't ready for But the reason I want to talk about this is because I'm just so uh, hopeful, like truly hopeful that younger adults like you guys will be free to experience a much more healthy dynamic in your lives now and then pass that on. I want to comment, yeah, on the process of forgiving your parents and then how it's beneficial because as for me, I definitely did not get the sexuality education that I felt like I deserved or needed growing up because talking later with my parents, they said to me, oh, we totally taught you mm-hmm. all these things. And for me- That's for my me- least favorite conversation. <laughs> I swear that's what they always say. I'm like, no, we literally never had that conversation. And if we did, did you know that research research has found this over and over again they they'll ask parents how often they talk to their kids about sex and then they ask the kids and the parents always think they've talked more than the kids remember interesting Mm -hmm. yeah and so research believes that there's probably a middle ground maybe of of what it is but i think what's really important is that uh the perception of the child is really what's most important because they only grasp what they grasp, but, but like, as for me, that's all I perceived was, was zero. 
live, mm -hmm. nada. Um, and because I was the fifth child in my family, maybe they, they thought they spoke with me, but they spoke with my other siblings or something. Mm -hmm. They were doing the best they could. I know that they've loved me always and they've only desired my success and me doing the best I could and giving me the best, you know, knowledge or whatever I could get. They did the best they could. And that helps so much in beginning that process of forgiving, letting go, and even grieving. And that's totally yeah. an okay process, I would say. We can grieve what we felt was lost or what we felt didn't happen. I think that's very healthy to do. Yeah, I had I to do that for myself. I had to grieve, okay, I didn't get maybe the sexuality knowledge I needed, but facts were I still fell into pornography. Even if I got those talks, I very well could have still fallen in pornography because that definitely happens all the time too. And once again, they're human and I can love them back. And so once I was able to have that forgiveness mindset, empathize, love them for what they did do, I'm like, oof, can let that go. And then focus, like you said, Chriselle, on what I do want to improve. We can then focus on what was good, come to a better understanding and improve and have a pos more positive mindset. Mm -hmm. And do you remember when Bonnie Young came on our podcast? She said something that really stuck with me. And that is that even if your parents didn't teach you the right words or the mechanics of sex, they probably taught you some things about good relationships, you know, how to be respectful, how to be committed, how to be honest, how to, how to sacrifice for other people. I know that there are going to be some young adults listening who didn't see that in their home at all. And, you know, and that gives you more motivation to create that in your own life. But, but many parents maybe didn't teach specifics of sex, but in relationships and that include healthy sexuality, all of these other things are really important too. So maybe being aware and grateful for those things that you learned. My husband came from a family that was so amazing as far as the way they treated each other. And he's been a great husband because of it. And that was just years and years of him watching his parents stick up for each other and be loyal and loving to each other. I really love that, Bonna. And I feel like that's been the biggest thing that's helped me to forgive my parents is when I've been like, but what have they done? Oh my goodness, they have taught me about commitment mm -hmm. to each other, to God, to weathering through the hardest things together and to figure out how to make it work. And they've taught me about forgiveness. I mean, the fact mm -hmm. that they are still married is a testament to everyone that forgiveness is possible. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've definitely taught me about that. Yeah, and that's such a great skill to be able to do because focusing on the past just keeps us stuck in the past. It keeps us from moving on in our present and our future. And that isn't about like, I don't want anyone to listen and start judging themselves or think they're doing it wrong or blaming themselves. Like, I just want young adults to be curious about how this all came about and how it's playing out in their lives now and how they can get the freedom to move on. And sometimes we just have to cut those anchors to the past that are holding us down. Yeah, the emotions that come up when I think back about my education growing up in my family regarding sexuality, I, I still sometimes feel a little bit of sadness. I, I think I'm still mm -hmm. kind of learning to let that go simply because I really would have wished, you know, 
having all the, the knowledge I do now about how it can look like, I think I'm still kind of letting that go, but from a much, yeah. much more compassionate understanding and no more from a place of blame or frustration or even contempt towards my parents. It's simply coming yeah. from a place of, you know what, it could have looked like this and I'm still letting that go that it didn't. But look at the amount of opportunity I have now to help create that for others. You know, yeah. speaking on this podcast, I mean, Vana, your your experiences now have helped create this platform so that we can spread this awareness and I can help create and foster this type of culture for my future children, hopefully nieces and nephews, or just other parents that they can foster for their kids. So uh, those are kind of the emotions that come up for me. Yeah. I think that's so great because this is why I wanted to talk about this today because I just seen that the emotions that young adults might be feeling today are getting in the way of them being able to own and take charge of this for themselves <laughs> because whenever there's a villain, there's a victim. So if they're looking back and seeing their parents as villains or just people who just messed up, then they put themselves in a role of a victim and victims are powerless. And so to help yourself be ready to like take charge and do what you create what you want in your life. If you want those amazing relationships, a great marriage that includes healthy sexuality and all the joy that comes with that, then you can create that regardless of what happened when you were growing up. Even if you have now a habit of pornography or you're dealing with some kind of sexual abuse or trauma or harassment that you need to heal from or any of that stuff, like it can all be fixed when you decide you're the one in charge and you want to make it happen. I know this can sound really self-serving because here I am a parent <laughs> and I'm just saying, forgive your parents, let it go. But it's not for the parents that I'm saying this. I'm truly saying it for the young adults because I want them to be free to go find that happiness and that healing and whatever it is they need in their life. Totally. I would so agree, Vana. I mean, the benefits that I've seen from being able to be at this stage that I am now, it helps me not have a cankerous, bitter soul. And mm -hmm. because when we have that kind of bitterness and cankerous part of ourselves for too long, it eats away at our ability to be proactive in positive ways to make positive change in the culture. The other thing is that you can always look at your story of the past and make you the hero. Every good movie has a hero who goes through tough challenges and comes out to win in the end. And this may be the challenge that your generation goes through to have a certain transformation and be so open and so willing to get educated and to talk openly and figure this out and finally break the cycle <laughs> and fix it for yourselves and future generations. Maybe that's what needed to happen. Yeah, Vana, I absolutely love that mentality of this hero mindset. Every generation goes through certain challenges and this is just uh, one of ours, both for our parents and for ourselves, but we can come out, as we've spoken in the past, as champions for healthy sexuality, as champions for a better culture. So we can be the heroes. I love that mentality.
think that it's very empowering to remember that like you create your story, you create your experience. I one of the more profound things that I've learned in my life is that the story that I tell about an experience is more important than the experience itself. Oh yeah. I agree. And so when you look at your life and say, okay, now I'm in charge. As a kid, I didn't have a whole lot of power, but you do now. What do you need that you didn't get as a kid? You know, if you need to learn how to overcome pornography, do you give yourself all the time and the love and the resources that you need to find freedom from that? If you yeah. don't understand sex now or you're afraid of sexuality, do you give yourself all the things you need to grow in that important area of your life? Oh, yes. Amen. I think that's so beautiful because sometimes it's almost helpful for me to think of myself as a child to be like, okay, but like, what does little Chriselle need? What do, what do I need in order to feel safe or in order to overcome this challenge? Right. That's been really helpful for me to, to again, like, what do I need? Mm-hmm. And, and how can I get those needs met rather than continuing to blame other people for not meeting them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a definition of resentment that I love is resentment is blaming other people for not giving you the things that you actually need to do for yourself. <laughs> and that one has kind of been a wake up call for me in a lot of areas of my life. Oh, totally. I love that. In fact, I recognized something in myself the other day that I was like, I was starting to feel resentment, but that's actually because that's my responsibility. <laughs> Like, I just need to take ownership of that. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think it's so important to remember the mantra that it's never too late to start any of these processes, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The process of taking accountability and control for what we can control in our life. uh, Now that we're young adults or adults, what can we do for ourselves? But also, uh, it's never too late to begin a more close and intimate relationship with your parents regarding these topics. I know for myself, I wanted to see if I could try and talk about these things with my parents just because I felt like that would be a healing process for me. And I know not every adult wants to do that with their parents and not every parent would want to do that with their child. And so there's some give and take or some letting go of that that would need to happen, but it's never too late to start Mm -hmm. taking accountability, reforming or deepening relationships, talking about what did or didn't happen. A few months ago, I still asked my dad a sex question and you can still do that. Like, you know, we're breaking the silence here. That's what we're trying to do. So uh, it's never too late to start any of these processes. So true. And you know what? I know parents are so different and the dynamics are so different. Whether Whether or not you ever say anything more to your parents is up to you and what you think is best. Some parents are going to be in so much shame and fear still that maybe the best thing to do is let it go for now, but just heal yourself. (laughs) And you may not ever need to tell them, but your relationship with them will change as you go through this process. Now, some parents I think would love it if you went and finally asked them a question and they finally had the opportunity to redo that conversation and start a new relationship around that issue. And it's never too late to get a good sex education. That's one of the reasons we do this podcast. We want to be a safe place. Because it is scary to just go Google 
clear questions. You don't probably don't want to do that. There are some books that we are constantly encouraging people to read. If you haven't read these yet, we're going to tell you again that these uh -huh. books need to be on your shelf. And I know it can be kind of scary to go buy a book like this, but Amazon people comes in a box and nobody will know, <laughs> right? Um, so one is called Sexual Wholeness in Marriage, an LDS Perspective on integrating sexuality and spirituality in our marriages. That is a mouthful <laughs> of a title. And it's by um, some BYU professors, Dean Busby, Jason Carroll, and Shalom Levitt. And then we just recently had Laura Brotherson on and she's got a new book, From Honeymoon to Happily Ever After, 23 Keys to Prepare for a Sex-Extraordinary Marriage. I would say that that one is really good anytime because mm -hmm. she does a really good job at just addressing like what is a good healthy sexual relationship when you're dating what is a good healthy sexual relationship when you're engaged and what does that look like in marriage mm -hmm. yeah and we don't want to give anyone the impression that they should wait until they're just about to get married like this is the time is now <laughs> mm -hmm. to learn about this stuff and her yeah. first book and they were not ashamed is also a great resource yeah and there's so many good books on overcoming pornography, like just a couple that I love are Life After Lust by Forrest Benedict and The Waterfall Concept by Roger Stark. There's many more. And so we decided we'll put these in the show notes, but we're also going to create a resource page on our website so that you can find some of these books and you know that they are safe sources that you can trust. Totally. And I would say that Breaking the Silence is an awesome, safe source that you can mm -hmm. trust to come and hear conversations about healthy sexuality. There are also other podcasts out there that are great sources for this topic and really good ways to just start learning and understanding and asking yourself questions of like, oh, wow, why am I feeling that emotion as I learn about <laughs> that mm -hmm. topic. And so, yeah, we, I love that we're going to create this, this resource page so that you can have a tangible place to be like, this is where I can learn about this. And then really relevant to our conversation for today, my, one of my favorites is the book, A Better Way to Teach Kids About Sex uh, by also BYU professors yet again. I was just rereading this book today and it's so fabulous. So Never too late, get started right away when you're, if you're becoming a parent soon or if you just want to learn how to teach better, love that resource as well. So, And so we want to invite any of you in the audience, like we mentioned this page, we're going to put together a resource page. If you have books that you've read, any resource like 12-step groups or a podcast you listen to, any way that you've learned safe, healthy sexuality, as well as ways to overcome pornography or trauma, and you would like to share that, please email us at hello at reach10.org and share that with us and, and we'll consider putting it on the page. We would love to get recommendations from our audience on that. Or message us on Instagram. Also That's works. It. Instagram. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so I do want to share a call to action for our audience. What do you do? Like we've been talking and talking, but what are you going to do next? Awesome. And Chriselle, you actually kind of alluded to this. So I love to have your testimony. Take some time to process your past. 
Because when we speak or we write out our thoughts, it changes the experience. It helps us become much more aware because we've had to put it into words. So I offer to you that if you take time to write out the whole story of your past, how you learned about sex, the dynamics in your family, how you felt about it at the time, how you feel about it now, how it's affecting your life now, maybe how you wish it had been done, like anything that comes up, write it down. And this is just for your own understanding. You're not going to send this to your parents. <laughs> Yeah, um, maybe, maybe you'll even burn it at some point. And I was going to say, you can like put it <laughs> in a shredder or burn it afterwards. But then go ahead and just feel those feelings and be compassionate for that kid or that teenager that went through that and all the confusion that you felt at the time. And both Creed and Chriselle have talked about this today, like allowing yourself to go ahead and feel the grief or the regret or the shame or the sadness or the anger or the bitterness, whatever it is that comes up, don't judge yourself for that. Just let it be there. And if it takes a few hours or a few days or a few weeks to kind of let that be there and think about it, then you don't want to stay stuck in that. So I think you'll find it easier to let it go once you allow it to be there and you fully see it. I even love like Chriselle's idea. Imagine going back to that kid or that teenager and sit by them and let them tell you what they're going through and show them some love. What would that look like if you could do that? What would they say to you and what would you say to them? Could you promise that child that you're going to go learn and you're going to practice all these things about real love and deep relationships and healthy sexuality and it's all going to work out great? That is time well spent on yourself and on creating the life that you want. This call to action is fabulous. I hands down agree and wholeheartedly put all my energy into how wonderful that would be for all of us to go through that process if we haven't done it already. And I, I would agree, Vana, that would be so helpful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Totally. I think that if everyone was to do this about everything that they had issues with, <laughs> the world would be a happier place. Uh, but especially when it comes to healthy sexuality, I have benefited from doing the very thing that Vana just invited us to do. And in fact, it's something that I revisit when stuff comes up because it does. And I'm so, so grateful for that one tool. I know that that one tool has saved me so much pain and has helped me to heal. So definitely gets my amen step of approval. Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Vana, for sharing your wisdom and your time and your passion with us. And especially for making this podcast possible. We are so grateful for you. Yes, I want to say thank you as well, just because my heart goes out to you, Vanas, for creating this amazing platform for us to break this silence, change the culture. Thank you for all you do and for all that has been created because of you. Oh, it's been the best experience and I just have so much hope for young people. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. 
The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.